Well, hello everybody. Welcome to episode 261. That's 261. It's the ENS Wolves podcast in association with Kettle and Toaster Man. It's the Deadline Day live special. I'm here with Mr. Liam King, Wolverhampton Wonders reporter. How's it going? How are your fumes? How many coffees deep are you in, Liam Keane? I've made a, a glaring mistake and uh, have oh, not no. prepared myself with any coffee. What? So I've been going through all day with no coffee. and oh. you, you had know, no if, coffee whatsoever today? No, I'm being dead serious. How did you get back from Bournemouth? Uh, I got into bed about half one oh, in the morning, that is, obviously. Yeah, it's not too bad. I was quite... Well, no, I, I got in about half one, quarter to two, but then I had to watch EastEnders and Coronation Street, which is a one-hour episode. Wait, uh, what? I need to wind to down. I, I can't... The adrenaline's still going from that thriller, thriller in Bournemouth. <laughs> I need to just calm down, relax... Um, so I got to bed about quarter past three. Quarter past... Why were you watching Coronation Street and, and... I was about to say Emmerdale and whatever no, the, no, EastEnders, no. whatever it is. Well, there's a cliffhanger. There's, there's lots of cliffhangers. You know, there's, there's Linda and, you know, she's Wait, getting, you actually genuinely watch these She's getting planted with, with vodka to lose, lose a child on EastEnders. That, that was wow. a very important episode. Wow. That, you know, if, if I'd missed that. And then Audrey's reopened the salon in, in, in Coronation Street and then... You know her her son son's trying to you know do out of a will. So there's a lot there's a lot of shenanigans going on that, you know, are, are more important, frankly, than, than anything else. Uh, I mean, I know I say this a lot, but mm. you're better than that. You say I'm better than that, but um, I'm, maybe I give you too much credit. No, I think you do. I think you do. To be honest, <laughs> I'll tell you what I've done though, Kino. You know, we obviously, you know, I know you're a you're a man of of, of, of stunning physique, stunning. Even though you Fact. eat like a gannet. In the um, in the press room and press box, I'm not going to go into into Newcastle. I'm going for the second uh, Sunday or Saturday roast, Sunday roast, whatever it was, which was absolutely disgraceful for me. Disgraceful scenes. I found you a low. My my main issue, um, and it is like today when I've had a couple of meals and I'm snacky, but I want something sweet. And there's not there's not a lot of sweet things that are great for you, are there? I found a little bit of sweetness that is 65 calories and kind of rolls back the years and when I say rolls back the years I'm talking and I'm 41 now I'm talking rolls back the year about 38 years to a treat that I think you might appreciate or or you might think I'm very weird I'm a little bit concerned what you're going to say here so I'm having a coffee you've got to have it with a coffee or a tea because it's quite dry but it's satisfying <laughs> oh, so I've started so I bought the other day in Sainsbury's and I, I'm going through the packet I have one about one a day when I have that little sweet craving I'm into Rusks. Okay, I've got no idea what that is. What? I'll, what? I don't, I don't even know what word you just said. A Rusk. A Rusk biscuit. I feel like... It's like a baby like... toddler biscuit that you kind of chew on. I and feel it's like, like it should ring a bell, but I it's don't It's quite know. dry, but but then goes goes wet if you're gumming, you're gumming around it. And uh, it's got a little <laughs> bit of sweetness to it. Um, and, um, and yes, I can't believe you've never heard of a Rusk. Yeah, I've just googled it as we're speaking. And yes, got... Farley's Rusks. Yeah, they'll be, they'll be. I'm sure no the most of the dem- demographic will listen to this or have children themselves. Granted, you don't. I don't either. Not that I know about. Um, <laughs> but but everybody knows what a Rusk is, surely. Just googled it and it doesn't ring any bells. Wow, whatsoever. Astonishing. Anyway, anybody else listening there? Rusks are the way forward. Um, and please give Kino some uh, some stick on social media after this. Um, about him not knowing about Rusks. They're delicious snack. I'll bring one to you uh, on Saturday. How's that? 
I mean, I would say no to food, mate. You know what I'm like. Okay, you might say no to this once you've tasted it, but um, <laughs> I, it's doing a job for me. Right, uh, straight on deadline day. Uh, look, it's um, it's half past seven at night. We're doing this. Obviously, business not completed as of yet. Uh, Wolves uh, potentially in talks trying to get Bubakar Kamara. Uh, um, Kamara, mm, not Kamara. <laughs> I could do with him. I'll take him to be honest. Well, they were in Vimasa, weren't they? <laughs> yeah, but, uh, exactly. They're all the same. Triores, Bubakars, you know. We just travel back twelve months all of that's, a sudden. That's that's what that's what Bournemouth away three a.m. East Enders Coronation Street and up at eight a.m. to do deadline day does to you. Bubakar Triore, and they're trying to get him across the line. But what's happened so far on this day? Talk, not, not talking about the rest of the window. Not talking about yesterday. But what's the latest going on today, Liam? Yes, so um, it's been, well, the, the morning started off with um, a bit of promise uh, in the sense that it was going to be fairly busy, you know, ins and outs. And it's sort of, you know, it's gone a little bit quieter this evening. So, um, you know, very early on, um, the, the news broke about Leander Dendonka. Uh, he's moving to, to Aston Villa, Thirteen mil- is around £13 million uh, deal. Uh, I believe Wolves paid around about 12 films. So they're just about making a little bit of profit on, on a player who's got a year left uh, on his deal and then... The club have got an option of another year on that as well, but mm-hmm. um, I mean they're, they're they're cutting their losses, I suppose you, you can phrase it that way, and uh, yeah. and and moving him on. Um, I move that I think probably is, is is the right one. You know, it's not often that I, you know, come back and uh, and quote something I've said previously, but I remember wow. saying earlier, oh, actually, right, right at the beginning of this summer, that um, I wouldn't be surprised to see Dendon can move on. I mean, mm-hmm. I didn't think it would take this long, but um, mm-hmm. here we are on deadline day. And um, and yeah, I, I mean, I felt like it had gone a little bit stale for him at Wolves. Um, mm-hmm. I saw your tweet about him being a scapegoat at times, which I agree with. Mm-hmm. Equally, he's not been consistent enough, which no. I think you also said in that tweet. So I think that was a pretty fair fair summary, to be honest. Um, he won't be remembered. I get one uh, right in about twenty, to be fair. So <laughs> every now and then, he won't be remembered as a you know an outstanding legend at Wolves. But I think he can be remembered for being part of a very successful squad uh, and, playing, and playing an important role in that as well. Absolutely. So, uh, Versa- yeah. Versatile. And um, look, he put in some great performance. I can remember a couple of performances at Everton where he's brilliant and threatened to be that, that box-to-box midfielder that I think Wolves craved at times. And it just didn't happen, did it? And, you know, when he was in the, that middle with Neves, you know, he, he probably had that role. Uh, he could have really made that role his own. It just, like you say... Didn't didn't happen for him in the end. No, and it, and it feels like it's the right move for all parties. I think Wolves have got a good deal, um, particularly with you know the contract situation, uh, and he gets a, a move somewhere you know local. So in terms of his personal family life, he doesn't have to have to move very far. And um, and yeah, I think it I think it makes a lot of sense. Um, if I'm honest, well, you say it's the right move for all parties, Liam. Is it the right move for all parties with the way that we're at now with with, well, with Dendonka with Bolly and the, and the Dawson. Denea situation. Yes, so uh, we very well might have a, a different opinion on this uh, in about you know four hours time uh, when I say when if Wolves don't bring a uh, bring a replacement in because they need they do need to replace him because mm-hmm. currently what they've got is if they play a four three three with Neves Nunes Matinho they've got Conor Ronan as backup. Um, I've been told as an added bit of information that he will be staying with the squad and he'll be in and around it, um, which for him personally I'm I'm thrilled for him and hope he he gets an opportunity to. To play in the Premier League, but Wolves need more than that. Not just for depth, but in terms of quality of depth as well. So um, they have to bring a signing in. And as you've already said, they're they're working on uh, on Bubakar Traore. Um, they've liked him for a while. I've tweeted about him, uh, you know, earlier this month, and they've been tracking him for a long time. Long time admirers of him. He's 21 now, I believe. Had a had a birthday recently, and um, 
and and yeah, they're 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 a big they're big fans of him, and uh, they've been in talks for a while. It's been one of those that sort of dragged on. Um, there's never never been an agreement in terms of price, and that's currently the issue. So I heard last night, and I, I tweeted late when I got back from Bournemouth that you did tweet uh, late. <laughs> it was about half one in the morning. Uh, that and, and there was a lot of Wolves fans still awake. Actually, I was surprised, but um, I, it was on my mind. I wanted to get it out there before, before you know before having to have a bit of a line, hopefully, and. Um, and yeah, that, that last night they hadn't agreed a fee um, up until I think you know within the last half an hour. We, as you say, we we're recording at half seven. Um, I spoke to some people who said that's still the case. Um, so they're working to get that done. But all parties are saying that they're hopeful of getting this over the line. So Wolves are, are certainly um, in good spirits in that in that sense, and they and they they are expecting and hoping to get it over the line. Um, the problem is, as you can see with deals elsewhere on deadline day, it's 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 carnage uh, and. Deals don't happen. You'll you'll look at the um, the lad from Marseille who's meant to be going to Leeds and has camped himself at the airport and changed his mind and is going to Nice. So uh, things like that happen. Doesn't mean it will happen with Wolves, but don't get your hopes up at the same time. I think you've got to wait and um, and hopefully we'll hear more in the coming hours. Bolly, we knew about, didn't we? Really, I mean that was just confirmed today. Um, was it a four point six five million pound deal potentially rising to? Is that right? Yeah, rising to potentially. Yeah, two point two five up front. Um, so I think overall that's a that's a pretty decent deal. I mean, he made it very clear that he wanted to move with with not turning up to Molyneux for the Newcastle game, um, which unfortunately I think is very poor form as much as he's been a great player for Wolves. And um, I think it was a, it was a good move to move him on. The issue you've got now. Is that it looks very unlikely Wolves are going to be replacing him. Um, so just give some background on what's happened today. Yeah. Um, they were very much in for Craig Dawson at West Ham. Um, I also broke the news myself earlier uh, this week that they were in for Jason Denier, uh, free agent, formerly at Lyon, Belgian international, 27 years old. They'd offered him a three-year deal. Um, it seemed like a pretty good option, I thought. Um, albeit, I do understand that Dawson was the, the priority. Um, hence the reason Denier hadn't got done and they were trying to um, I suppose get both deals ready to move and then make a decision. And last minute uh, today, early today, Dawson has been sort of the rug's been pulled out from under their feet. Really, um, pull the plug. <laughs> yes, definitely. Um, so it, it, it's you know that transfer merry-go-round has, uh, has hurt Wolves really because um, Jan Benderek was supposedly going to West Ham as a Dawson replacement. Yeah. Uh, Southampton are, are getting in Coletta Carr, uh, who's come over from from France, who was. Linked to Wolves last summer, actually as well. Yeah, um, they got in for about ten million, I believe. So um, that was, you know, it was going to be one in at Southampton, one out into West Ham, and Dawson arriving at Wolves. Um, Villa came in with a uh, a late offer for Benderek, and uh, and they, they're getting him on a loan. He's having his medical mm-hmm. that looks set to go through. Uh, as a result, at that point, it wasn't necessarily off with Dawson. Um, you can look at it two ways. In one way, because Villa were also in for Dawson, it left Wolves with a free run at him. Uh, the problem is West Ham needed to get a replacement, um, and then fairly quickly after that, within I think within the hour, um, West Ham pulled the plug uh, on, on Dawson leaving because at this late stage they're struggling to get a replacement in. So that's a nightmare um, that Liam. Because yeah. I mean, I, I mean, look, Baggy's Baggy's connection aside, I don't care. Craig Dawson and some people might not know too much about Craig Dawson um, and say, oh well, I'm not too bothered about it. That would have been a great deal, a great deal. He's reliable, he's excellent around the club, he's got Premier League experience, he knows exactly how to play in a back four and scores goals, by the way, at the other end. He knows where the back of the net is. That would have been such an astute signing, but the way it's been left now, if Dawson doesn't come, which it looks like you say, it looks like that deal's definitely off, and they don't get a centre-back in, and you've got Tossi Gomez and, you know, and, and Yerson Mosquera as, as, your, as your backup two, 
covering Collins and covering covering you know Collins and Kilman. I just I can't believe that, that that's been allowed to happen at this moment in time. Surely, surely, that's a that's a that's a grave error. Not that things could change. Of course they could, but that's that's a that's a big error that could come back to hurt them. To lose, you know, to lose Bolly, to lose, you know, Connor Cody as well, and 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 letting Dendonka go. Yeah. Well, they're, they're, they're taking they're taking a bit of a risk, really. Massive risk. Um, taking a massive risk. The 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 Dendonka deal is, is of course with the idea that they're going to bring Troy in. So if they can bring him in, like for like, I don't think they're necessarily been weakened there. I mean, we, we you know we don't know a lot about what Troy is a player. Of course, he's a young lad. Um, hopefully no, but if, if Dendonka was staying at centre back, then you've got at least you've got him. Like if one of those two got injured, Dendonka's probably come. Totti Gomez might come in, but you've got Dendonka as that. Just in case emergency situation, Traore can't play there. I mean, we're talking if we're going to play Dendonka in a, in a back four at centre back, we're talking, you know, <laughs> lowest of the low emergency cover. Um, well, look, Yosem Mosquera hasn't had a minute of Premier League football yet. No, so no, I don't, yeah, you don't know no, what he's going to do, do you? No, no, exactly. I mean, the, the risk they've taken is because they're now having to, as you say, Totti Gomez and Mosquera are the backup centre halves. Now, in terms of Style and uh, you know weak side, strong side, left and right foot. They're perfect slot in for, for Collins and Kilman. Mosquera on the right, Gomez on the left. But they have got a handful of Premier League appearances between them, and they all come for Totti Gomez last season. Now he played brilliantly when he came in last year, um, but he was at Grasshoppers before that. It was a surprise he got a chance in the first place, um, regardless of the fact he did he did so well. Mosquera, as you say, hasn't played a single minute of Premier League football yet. He's had injury issues. Um, and of course they wanted to get him to go on loan that's another thing I should have mentioned that he was set to go on loan to France it was all ready to go once the Dawson deal came off and um, that's now set to be cancelled uh, unless there's any major major changes and they they have a very late deal that comes out of nowhere for a centre-back Mosquera staying um, and yeah, that, yeah they're taking a risk because you, you have one injury to, to Kil- Kilmer or Collins and, um, and you've got an, an inexperienced player taking their place and you know, it's albeit they've you know they've got to get through to November. And there's a bit of a break. It's not quite as you know it's a different season. Um, you've still got what is it? You know, eight nine games before the the, the league suspends, and you know you're taking a, a big risk by by not having someone in there with a bit more experience head. And don't forget, Collins and Kilman aren't very old or experienced either. Kilman more so, but still fairly young and. Uh, Large obviously wanted a centre back and it hasn't happened. Uh, just to finish as well on the on the centre back thing, and sure. Jason Denier, uh, as we as we mentioned, um, so he's a free agent. Of course, they can they can sign him theoretically at any time. But the issue is that they have to have him uh, registered with the Premier League squad, which has to be done the day after the transfer window closes. So they would have to have him done not today and not be in a rush to do it today, but tomorrow and have it registered and done. It seems unlikely that's going to happen now because. The timings have worked against them. If they let Mosquera go, or don't go, and uh, and then they try and get Denier in, and it does or doesn't happen, they're left in a very sticky situation. Particularly if they let Mosquera go, and then Denier doesn't happen late on, and you're left with three centre backs, um, one of which is quite young. So it looks like it's, you know the best way to phrase it essentially is that Wolves are, are cutting their losses really on the centre back situation. Barring any very surprise late calls, as I say, and um, as it stands right now, at uh, almost twenty to eight uh, in the evening, they're going to stick with Mosquera and Gomez as their backups. Yeah, but if you said that they that they um, that they want they had Dineo ready to go, and and now that's not happening, like why? If he was ready to go, like 
no offence, okay, if the West Ham deal hasn't happened, and that's fine, no problem. Um, you know, all the best to, to Yerson Mosquera, and okay, they're, they're calling him back, and you're not going to make a loan, but go, go get Deneo as well, and if, if they're left with Mosquera, who's going to have to, you know, kick his feet or whatever, then play him in the 23s or whatever, and look to, look at January, wait till January. Yeah, so, I mean, so why, I mean, they why, got is, for... why has that happened? I mean, surely if you if they had two, Dawson and Denea ready to go, and Dawson hasn't happened, I still don't understand. Like, okay, so we can't let Yerson Mosquera go, but let's try and get Denea as well, and then sorry, Yerson, you're going to have to wait until January to get away. Get away. Well, you, you say it, it was ready to go. I mean, they they they'd offered him a deal. Um, now we don't know the the. the the intricacies of that deal and the, and the details and in terms of the money, um, you'd imagine as a free agent he'd be certainly asking for a hefty, hefty sign-on fee. The wages would probably be larger than what he'd had before. Um, I don't necessarily believe it was it was fully ready to go, um, and they've they've as it stands decided against it. Now, if they make a very late decision tonight or tomorrow morning to go back there and revisit it or try and stay on top of it and see if that changes, but as it stands there. They're, they're staying away from from going for him, and and the reasons for that is is a little bit perplexing because they've got a free agent there that potentially could be a good option. But as it stands, Mosquera staying. Worst, worst. I've just seen the worst deadline day, deadline day news of the day as we've been speaking. But has gone to Forest. Oh, my mate! I thought we were going to have double parties in London, mate. Has he actually gone to Forest? He's gone to Forest. Oh, oh no, like twenty second or twenty third player. They've signed. It's unbelievable. It's incredible. And he are. Saying that parties, parties in London, there'll be Gibbs White will be there, won't he? With 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 Bolly, they'll be knocking on the door. There'll be no trying to borrow some coffee. There'll be no coffee getting getting lent there. To be fair to them too, no chance, no chance. Wow. Um, Hee Chan was another one he was talked about today. Uh, looks like he's staying. Is that right? Yeah, it certainly looks that way now. Um, you know, Leeds had obviously made an offer yesterday. Um, I, I, I was told it was nowhere near really the you know, in terms of financial structure what they were after. Uh, around about seventeen, I believe, was the figure that they'd um, that they'd offered. But um, you could imagine, if if it's been described as the transfer structure was not ideal, you can imagine they're talking very little up front, a lot, you know, several different instalments. Um, so it was a bit of a a fantasy bid by all accounts. Um, but they were clearly interested. They hadn't gone back this morning, and they had tried, as I mentioned just a minute ago, they had tried to get this player from from Marseille, which is fallen through. Dan James you know, he's having a medical to have a loan at Fulham. So it's certainly interesting if Leeds come back for any very late moves with Wang. As it stands, as I say right now, almost 8 o'clock, um, not hearing anything on that front, but um, I wouldn't necessarily completely rule it out purely because of what's happened with the other deals they were trying to get over the line. Um, they're also trying to get the PS3 lad Cody Gakpro as well, uh, but whether that's going that's going to come off. So um, one to one to keep an eye on. He went very quiet, and it seemed that like he definitely wasn't going to be going. I wouldn't say it's one hundred percent at this point, purely because of the situation elsewhere with players. But um, you know, Wolves, I think would like would like to keep hold of him, and uh, and I don't think they really, after some of the other deals elsewhere, are going to want to weaken their squad any more on transfer deadline day. To be honest, um, looking at the window as a whole, and look, we could be here all day, so I'm going to summarise as a whole. The week before pre-season, it was. They were ready to revolt. The fans were ready to revolt, Liam. It was it was absolute pandemonium. Pandemonium. Nathan Collins comes just before Benidorm. Okay, that's a good signing, really good signing. But we need more. We need more. And they waited and waited and waited. And then they got Nunes. They've got Guedes. You know, they've got they've got Sasha now. They've got they made some they made some excellent signings. And all of a sudden, Wolves have gone from a an absolute shocker of a window 
to probably well, like a D or an E on paper to an A, an absolute solid A. Brilliant, fantastic. I'm not talking about on the pitch yet. I'm talking about off the pitch and the players that they've got. We'll, we'll come on to on the pitch in a minute. Have they have they undone some of that work um, in the last 24 hours? Because, all, or today, because for me, Wolves have made themselves considerably weaker today on this deadline day. I, I think it might be slightly harsh to say they've completely undone it, but they've certainly taken a little bit of the shine off. Um, I think that's, you know, it's very much a disappointing end and chance of a deadline day, albeit if they can get Troy away over the line, I think that's going to appease a lot more fans and make it look a lot better. But regardless of that and whether that comes off, it has taken a little bit of the shine off um, because you're arguably weakening the squad on, on, on the final day. Um, you're having less options in certain positions. You've gone from a plethora of centre-backs to... Having in terms of numbers being okay, but in terms of experience and and quality potentially suffering, and um, and then of course as I say, Troy is a massive one because if they don't get the midfielder over the line, it's very difficult for them to play four three three with just four midfielders, um, and that's a Conor Ronan, a player who's never played the Premier League football yet. So um, yeah, it takes a bit of the shine off. It definitely does. But equally, they've left themselves open, Liam. They've left themselves open. They didn't need to do it. Yeah, I, could no, have... I think that's fair. No, you, yeah, you left out open for criticism, certainly, because you've, um, albeit the players going out, it's very much, you know, individual basis. Bolly clearly wanted to go. Then Donker has been talking about him leaving for, for, for some time. Uh, and I think, you know, him getting a, a big, well, I, I, what I imagine will be a big money in terms of wages deal uh, at Villa in a long contract. You can understand why he'd go. Um, sometimes clubs do need to put themselves first and the players. Wolves would probably have things lined up before they let players go out, which I can understand that criticism from fans. Um, but you have to balance it with the players they brought in off the pitch. Yet, I mean, on the pitch rather. It's not quite clicking just yet. But the players we're, we're talking about that you just mentioned, Collins, Geddes, Nunes, Sasha now through the door as well. Um, very, very good signings. So it's a it's a difficult end. If Traore comes in, it, it's a lot better, uh, mm-hmm. albeit still takes some shine off the, the you know the end of the window but as a whole I think you're still looking at you still I think you're still looking at a B plus if we're talking I agree I know I, I, I completely agree I don't want to sound negative but I think you've got to ask the questions you know um, and kind of be take a balanced look at the fan base and there's some people who are very frustrated with today there's, I guess a lot of that's boiling over after last night as well which you can understand um, I think if Wolves had seven points now from these from, from these opening fixtures or eight points then I don't think we'd be maybe the tone might be slightly um, happier and a little bit more positive. But you know, at the same time, as things stand at this moment in time at seven forty-five p.m., you do not want any long-term or any injuries to Nathan Collins and, and Max Kilman, who were, by the way, absolutely magnificent again last night and look a fantastic touch wood centre-back partnership. Fantastic. But you know, let's 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 just hope that they stay fit this season because there's let's be honest, and all all respect to Totti Gomez, but no one is challenging them for, for a starting starting role in that team, is there? 
That's a very fair point, actually, at the end there, because competition, it's a cliche, but it is so important mm. in football. It really is in the squad. And no disrespect to, to Gomez or Mosquera. Totti Gomez, who I'm, by the way, a big fan of, and I think he's a very good player, very athletic. You love um, a bit of Totti. <laughs> and he does have these, a very nice bloke as well. Uh, yeah, that, that he's always one of, one, of the, one of the three at Wolves who will, who will stop and talk to you. <laughs> one of the few at Wolves who like me is uh, my, my friend Totti Gomez. Um, yeah, look, no disrespect to them, but you're, you're totally right. Unless, barring any catastrophic uh, dips in form, Collins and Kilman are not losing their spot. Um, and they're both not stupid blokes. They'll know that as well. So um, I don't think that's the best thing for competition. Um, I also do think as, as a pair, they're two fairly grounded guys uh, as, as human beings. And again, you know, very welcoming, nice guys who are going to still you know, be thankful to be playing Premier League football regularly. And of course, they're playing so well, as you say. But in the back of their minds, you've got to be, they've got to be thinking it's almost impossible for us to lose our shirt here. So mm. Bruno's got to um, address that one way or another. And it's certainly, I think, you know, a question that's got to be put to, to him as well um, because you can't afford for complacency, um, particularly in that area of the pitch uh, and in two players, as you say, who have been excellent at the start of the season. So um, the Wolves have left themselves a little bit of room to be shot at um, and it certainly takes a bit of shine off. That's the best way I can put it. But I think you have to be balanced and say, look, it's a great, it's a great window overall, and you've just got to hope and pray there's no injuries to centre backs. However, I've got to finish on this that the the fact that I'm even saying that is a disappointment in itself because we were having mm. this conversation last summer. Let's hope and pray there's no injury to whatever position it was, midfield, sure. striker, whatever it was. Let's hope there's no injuries to that position by January or whatever it might be. Um, Wolves shouldn't really be putting themselves in that position. So that's the the biggest disappointment for me. Um, well, Wolves have got an injury doubt. Um, Daniel Pedence, uh, as people know, has got a neck injury from looking up at Sasha uh, yesterday in the dressing room. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, he's a big lad, isn't he? He's a big boy. He hasn't got. He hasn't got a neck injury. I'm only joking. People there don't take it literally. I don't want to get complaints. I'm glad you um, said that because otherwise people definitely would have believed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, look, we'll talk about new signings. Let's talk about him. Let's talk about him. Striker. Um, an absolute man mountain, two meters, great goal scoring record, great assist re- record. I don't know if you watch the video, the politest, nicest human being I, you I could wish. That, yeah. You could wish to me. I mean, I, I'm sure he's aggressive, and I hope he's aggressive on the pitch. But a lovely guy off the pitch. Um, and look, this is just what Wolves need. I think I, I put a tweet out a while ago now saying that's what competition up front. That's exactly what they needed. And look, they've needed it really since. Since um, since Fabio went to Anderlecht and and to to push Jimenez and well, be, way before that anyway because before Jimenez got injured, look, um, he looks like something that's going to give going to give Wolves a different dimension. I think he will definitely add to the attack. He's going to be able to get onto crosses. Hopefully, Wolves Wolves set pieces, dead ball scenarios, and just general play from outside the box from crosses are going to be better because you know. Some of the stuff they're putting in that box at the moment is woeful, um, and I've got to say, and we'll, we'll come on to let's come on to Brentford now. Raúl Jiménez at this moment in time, and he's taking out of that side. Bournemouth. Did I say what did I say? You, Brentford. You, you say Brentford every time. I do. Sorry, Bournemouth. <laughs> um, he needs taking out of that side because he just looks a shadow of himself, and it's horrible to say, and it's tough to say, and I still think there's a player in there, but. When you're not heading the ball, when you and, and he hasn't had a headed goal, I don't think has he since since the injury. I'm not saying that's the issue, but you then rely rely on your feet, and I feel like 
Raul Jimenez, his feet is superb, you know, over the last few years. Even when he came back from injury, he scored a great goal against Southampton, I think, where he thought, oh, he's back. Um, brilliant turn, and that's the old Jimenez of old. He looks like he has got so much pressure on his shoulders at this moment in time that even the ball at his feet has just gone to pot. He doesn't look like scoring. He's not taking up the positions that we once saw. And, um, you know, moaning and, and, and looks forlorn at times. For me, I, th- I tell you what, if he's ready to go, I would definitely consider putting Sasha in from the start on Saturday just to give something, some, something different because um, that performance, and it wasn't just him, by the way. There were quite a few of them at Bournemouth. Uh, on uh, <laughs> last night Honestly, that were so under par and, and I'm pleased they brought a striker in because you couldn't just have him up front for the rest of the season on his own because it's um, it's not good watching at the moment is it? No, no it's not um, look with, with Jimenez I think it's um, it's certainly not football ability it's for me it seems a, a confidence and, and sort of mental mental thing um, he struggled with it at times last season a couple of those red cards well one of them shouldn't have been, of course, but you know some of the situations he sort of put himself in looked frustrated, forlorn, um, and didn't look prepared to be leading the line. Really, uh, at times there was times he, he he looked, you know, the the player that we that we used to seeing, but it was very few and far between. Um, look, I think he had that goal stood against Newcastle and Wolves win that game. We're talking about probably a very different situation right now. That's the the fine margins of Premier League football, but the reality is that. He's yet to score in the Premier League. I know he's only had a couple of games back, but that performance last night, not just from him, but from other players as well, was, was very, very poor. Um, you can sum it up by that first half chance. A low cross comes in. We spoke about it in the video after the game. Uh, if he delays his run or even attempts to get into the right position rather than sort of trudging towards the back post, mm-hmm. um, he probably has a tap in from six, seven yards. Uh, instead, he as I say, trudges towards the back post, doesn't get in the right position, tries to blame the cross, Bruno's going mad on the sidelines, and it just, the atmosphere doesn't quite feel right around him at the moment. Um, so, And it's a shame, really, because I thought he played well against Preston, of course he scored as well, and you feel like every time he's got a moment to have a bit of a lift off, it doesn't quite come off for him. Um, I'm always going to give him a bit of leeway, um, or at least for the time being, because the injury and the issues he's gone through were potentially catastrophic, absolutely huge to overcome. Um, and I think he still deserves some of that, some of that leeway, uh, albeit that can only go so far. Wolves needed to bring a striker in. They've done that. And Do you I'm feel hoping... it will help Jimenez coming in as a striker well, in some competition? The pressure that you spoke about is, for me, the biggest thing right now that I can think of because you need to have that pressure and that weight lifted from your shoulders a little bit, and hopefully he's going to have that. Um, I'd be surprised, if I'm honest, if Sasha starts um, against Southampton purely because of the amount of time they're going to have had to train between now and uh, and, and, and the game on Saturday. Uh, of course, the deal was done very late uh, on the night before it was announced. Uh, they then went off to Bournemouth and played, and of course he didn't travel and wasn't there for that. And then today they'll have only done a very light session recovery, most likely, and some tactical work and meetings. They'll do something tomorrow, but it won't be huge. It will be a session, but it won't be massive. And then they've got to get ready for Saturday. So... I think tactically and in terms of the amount of time he's had, it makes sense probably for Sasha to be on the bench. Um, and by the way, I now listening to that video. I've got the proper pronunciation, Kalajic. Oh, that's here apparently. we go. Like kaleidoscope. Exactly. That's the way I've actually remembered it. I was mm. thinking. Uh, just oh, you remember them, do you, when you were little? Just not a rusk. 
<laughs> See, I did. I still, I've got no idea what you're on about with that Russ thing. Um, look, it, as you say in that video as well, he, he seems like such a lovely bloke, doesn't he? Uh, just seems like the nicest man. I, have, I was told as well with someone uh, and the club that hopefully I'll have some joy with him in the mix zone because he's just a nice guy. Mm. So I'm looking forward to on Saturday at, um, at Southampton. That's um, four players out with the him. Squad then. With, <laughs> I was about to say I'm looking forward to him totally ignoring me on Saturday <laughs> when I'm in the mix zone. Uh, he's totally ignoring everyone. He's a giraffe man. He won't be able to see anyone. He'll have to go down. He'll have to look down. Little, Just look little, out for the he will be on Palumpas to him. Look out for the person who's hitting the head off the lights as he's walking through. Um, <laughs> like I... Uh, and in terms of what he can offer, you know, yeah. he's spoken about in his quotes, uh, an interview with the club about, you know, I'm not just a big man. I've got, you know, hold the ball up, technical, good on my feet. Um, that's what we're being told from people who have watched him and things like that as well. So, great. That's obviously a plus and you need that, for not just in Premier League football and modern day football, but for this Wolves team, you need that. So that's great. But you can't look away and avoid the issue of the fact that he's six foot seven and... Wolves have brought in what is really a specialist footballer mm. because they, they, there's not many footballers you can name in world football, let alone in modern football right now, um, in, in the history of football, of being that size. Peter Crouch obviously springs to mind. He's the tallest outfield player in the Premier League. There's only, um, there I go. think, uh, the keeper at the keeper at Southampton, isn't there? Is it at Southampton? It might be somewhere else, is he? Who's, who's, who's taller than him? Uh, I forget which club it is, but yeah, I know what you mean. Um, exactly. So, you know, they, it's Fraser Forster, isn't he? Or has he gone? Is he might have gone to Scotland, does he? He's, he's, no, he's, Fraser Forster's the backer, but Spurs now. Oh, is he? I think he's yeah, the yeah. tallest, I think. But out, but outfield player, I think he's the tallest in the Premier League. Well, there you go. So um, they, they brought in someone who is, by definition, a specialist footballer. And that is something that should be quite exciting. Because if they can hit the ground, if he, if he can hit the ground running, he can get used to up to speed. And you know, if Traore can start getting down that... Uh, uh, Adama Traore, that is, not uh, Bubakar. Mm. Start getting down that wing and whipping in some crosses circa... 2019 with with Raul Jimenez, um, we, you know it could be another great partnership. Look, there's there's excitement to be had with what he can offer, um, and you'd imagine he'll be in the squad for Saturday. My guess would be off the bench, but either way, I think we see him make his debut and hopefully have an impact. Yeah, um, Bourne, what did you what did you think of it, Bournemouth? I mean, I know we talked about it last night, but. It was disappointing. Um, it's bar the last 20 minutes where Wolves should have scored a couple, let's be honest. Um, same old, same old for me. Looking pretty at times, beautiful diagonal balls, you know, pinpoint crosses, plenty of oh moments. But from a from a penetrative point of view and, and looking at creating clear-cut chances in matches, again, flattered to deceive. And, yeah. and I get it will take time, Liam. I get that. But at the same time, not many people do get time in the Premier League. Premier League is not one for getting the time to get it right. And what you've got to think, and I've been thinking about this for quite a long time, is that you've had an excellent window of a starting eleven. It's a fantastic starting eleven. Let's take the benches well, There's still a very good bench aside, but let's take you know the the problems with strength and depth that we've just previously discussed. But as a starting eleven, that is a top seven, top eight. Minimum for me, starting 11. Now, they're not playing like that and they will definitely play better. And they will score goals. But don't give me, well, it's going to take time, we'll click and then you've got next season to go on. Because next season, there's a lot that can happen. You know, I'm stunned that you get these type of players in now and you will get to keep Pedro Neto, you get to keep Ruben Neves. That wasn't even in the stratosphere of my thoughts. 
But the fact that you've got all these players in, quality players, and you've kept them, you're only getting all this squad for one season. I can tell you that now. You're not going to keep all this slot again for another season. I think it's very, very unlikely. So you get one shot at this. And when the fans look at one shot at this and the third from bottom in the Premier League with the easiest opening games out of the whole of the fixture list in any team in the Premier League and then you've got Southampton after that you've got you've got Man City you've got Liverpool a couple of game game weeks later you've got West Ham then you've got Chelsea you know you've got you've got a really difficult four games coming up so if you're third from bottom after that and then they might start playing a bit better you could still get beat because these are quality sides you're playing that's the problem for me because this squad or this team, this first team that's been assembled should be at least knocking on the door for European football. And at the moment, they're a long way off it and they will get better. But I can understand the frustration from the fans already creeping in. Yeah, I have to echo what you've said at the beginning there. And I'll start with this and then get on to, you know, the, the pretty fair criticism that we have to have. I mean, look, I totally agree. It will take time. The players have got to bed in. There's a new system. There's been a, what is, I think, a, a very fair point to sort of defend large uh, a little bit. And something he was making last night is that there's been so many changes, not just incomings, but outgoings to this squad. And it is such a different squad to what started pre-season and what played the back end of, uh, of last season as well. That's a massively important point and you have to take that into account. However, we also have to take into account what we're seeing in the, in the here and now. And what we saw last night against Bournemouth was not good enough. Simple as that. Um... I think I can understand the fan frustration and, and you can see it in the, the away end, you know, who are opposite us in the stadium. We can see their reactions every time and the frustration when Neto, Guedes, Nunes at times slowed the game down, turning side when you, when you pick the ball up out wide and Neto was probably the biggest culprit of this, turning inside, having a backwards pass, not committing defenders, not no, no urgency, no intensity. Um, it was all very flat. And it only, as you say, in the last 20 minutes when Pedence and Traore came on, albeit, let's be honest, it was only because of Pedence. Traore, I thought, was anonymous again when he came on. Um, Pedence came on, they changed to 4-2-3-1, and I thought he played very well, Pedence, when he came on, and they looked more threatening in that formation. Raul actually looked better, I thought, once Pedence was closer to him and next to him. I thought that worked a lot better and suited him. And they got chances. The Raul had the, the one-on-one that... I mean, he has to score. Pedence has one cleared off the line. He probably should lift it up into the roof of the net and score that. But well, why is he going with uh, it with his head? Oh, you know what? I'm having a total blank moment. I totally forgot he even headed it. He um, went to head. He went. He went low down. To head yeah, it. no, no, you're right. You, like, which is strange no, right, to me because yeah. he just, just use your feet. Just, you know, can, can you tell it was a late? Uh, it was a late night. It was a late night. So I'll, I'll, I'll um, look after you. No, no, you're, t- you're totally right. Um, you're totally right. You should have brought. You should have brought that down. You, he probably even got time. Space he had in the box to probably take a touch and bring it down, um, and he scores. Uh, so look, they're two massive chances. But you then hear Bruno coming out and talking about you know we created all these chances with seventy percent possession. And this Apart- is the issue that you're going to discuss now. And I think that's yeah. half what what fans are get fans are getting fans backs up because, well, I'll let, the floor's yours anyway. But this is this is this is I think part of the issue. Yeah, yeah, it's um, yeah, you know, he comes out and says. We had all these chances. Look at all the chances we created. I mean, they created two chances, and they were in the last. And by chances, we mean clear cut. Probably should score. And certainly in the Raul situation, definitely should score. Uh, situations there was two at the, uh, in the last twenty minutes, and they should have scored them. And had they scored them both, we're having a very different conversation right now. Mm-hmm. And again, the fine lines of football, but the here and now is they didn't score them. 
they had 70% possession. That's true. You can have 100% possession, but you have to score goals and do something with it. It doesn't make a difference whether you've got 70% possession or not if you don't do anything with the ball. And as I said about the urgency and the intensity, particularly out wide when they get the ball and they cut inside and make a backwards pass and they're trying to walk the ball into the net, it's, it's almost excruciatingly painful to watch at times because the talent is there and they're right on the cusp of making it work and then they don't pull the trigger and it doesn't work. And then, yeah, as I said, Sabrina comes out and says all this. And, and then I ask him about you know, fan frustrations. And he almost seemed surprised that fans were, were, were unhappy with, with the performance. Um, and look, he, he comes out and he's, he's very positive and says, we deserve to win. I'm very happy with the performance, etc., etc. I think it's, it's pretty safe to say that he is going to be unhappy with certain aspects of it. I think he, the things I've mentioned, he's going to be fully aware of because he's the one working as a football manager. He knows that Wolves need to be quicker out wide, quicker in the transition, A, B and C. Um, I think the problem some fans are going to have, and I think I'd have to agree with this, is that you probably need to say that publicly as well. Um, you don't have to call players out and throw them under the bus, but you have to be a bit more balanced. Um, because I guarantee in a, you know, a week or two, he'll probably refer back to the Bournemouth game and talk about how they didn't do A, B and C, but at the time it hasn't been spoken about. So, that frustrates fans because fans think that he's seeing a different game to them when I don't think he is at all. He's a very intelligent man. He's a very good football manager and he knows that they've got to improve in certain areas. And he also knows that it's not all bad and I don't want to make it out like it is. Absolutely. But you have to make that known and make that public. You can have a balance in your answer. You can be critical but fair and still highlight the positives at the same time. And unfortunately, he's not quite doing that. And the message, I think, gets lost. And it's not my job to tell him what to do or what to say. It's just my job to report it. But that would be my suggestion, is that you have to be a bit more balanced in the way, in your, the way you give your answer. And I think fans will appreciate that a bit more. I'm surprised he didn't go four two three one. I'm surprised Ryan Outnori didn't start. I'm surprised that you know he he wanted that third person in the centre midfield. I thought he might have gone a little bit more attacking, you know, with a, a brittle and 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 obviously you know not a great eleven in in Bournemouth with Pedence starting. Look, these guys look better. I, I'd be stunned if Daniel Pedence don't doesn't start on Saturday. I thought he looked bright and probably did more than quite a lot of these players. Um, for the 20 minutes that he was on the pitch. I think Adama Troyo has got a good chance of starting. I don't know what's happened to Pedro Neto, but Pedro Neto is not the player that started the season, at least in the first couple of games, who at least looked bright. He's going down, he's moaning, some of his shots are poor. I think his his, his crosses aren't great. It's not the Pedro Neto that we've known and loved. And uh, these players, and we'll talk about Raul Jimenez, Pedro Neto's got to start scoring some more goals um, because he's flattering to deceive at times. And maybe, I, I don't know, um, maybe the uh, rumours um, linking with Arsenal might have affected him. Maybe because the, the the window's shut now, maybe he can he can knuckle down and get down to the the quality player that we all know and love. Because he's people have got to start. And we talk about Bruno. We talk about you know him having a few issues. The players are hanging Bruno out to dry a little bit at the moment in time. These are quality players, Liam, and they are not playing anywhere near the level. And and, and like I say, creating chances, let alone scoring goals. They've got to start creating some clear cut chances. And Bruno has not been helped with the players, regardless of what team he's picking. They still at least should be winning, you know, one game of Premier League football in the first five games. Two, probably, but not zero. They shouldn't have three draws from the opening five games with that schedule, regardless um, of, of the players he's putting on the pitch and who he's selecting. So I hope on Saturday that he will pick a positive side and the players will repay his faith because they're not doing him any favours whatsoever. 
I don't for one minute think Bruno should be in any danger. I really don't, and I believe I don't believe he's in any danger whatsoever uh, for his job. And I, I completely agree with that. He needs some time. However, the players have got to start stepping up for him because Just if very- they go one nil down to Southampton on Saturday, that will be a toxic atmosphere. I guarantee you. Yes, definitely. Uh, just very quickly before I follow up on that, uh, as we're speaking live, oh. uh, Dendonka oh. to uh, Villa has been confirmed. Just okay. To that. okay. Just, just so everyone... I mean, we knew that was going to happen. Yeah. Just to no, that's fine. No, thank you. Yeah. Uh, 30 million fee, as I said earlier. But um, yeah, I, I totally agree. I think I made this point on the video last night that um, albeit there are you know, certain fair criticisms you can make of perhaps the, the team selection. I think we both felt that at Bournemouth, Bruno should have played 4-2-3-1. Uh, there's certain things you can pick out. Um, it's massively important to, to note, as you've just said, that some of these players are letting him down. Mm-hmm. And it's not... I, of course, as a, the way football works, the manager is always going to take the hit and take the fall uh, down the line when things happen. The managers get sacked all the time. I don't believe it's going to happen with Bruno anytime soon. I think they've got full faith in him. Um, but that's the way modern football works. But the players have got to step up some of them. Um, you mentioned Neto, I thought was very, very poor against Bournemouth. Um Jimenez, we mentioned, thought Johnny, uh, they were the three I gave lowest on my play rates and thought those three were very poor. Um, Neves had a bit of an off night, not terrible, but by his standards, not his best. Nunez was a little bit anonymous in the second half and, and didn't work as hard as I would have liked to have seen. I thought Matinho was a little bit uh, off the pace and the game passed him by. Um, look, at these, these kind of performances are going to happen for individuals as well. Um, I don't think... Matinho and and, uh, and Neves, like I mentioned, I don't think them uh, those two players are guilty of letting Bruno down in one bit whatsoever. Um, but some of the others are, unfortunately, and um, and the players have got to step up at the same time because the talent that they have and the quality of this starting eleven and squad is far better than what they're showing at the moment. Um, it's a big game Saturday with Southampton. I don't think it's all or nothing in terms of Bruno and in terms of Wolves' season, no. but it's. Um, it's certainly, it's certainly, it's certainly, you know, every game that goes without a win becomes a big game, and then when you've got Liverpool, Man City coming up next, it makes them a little bit bigger. Yeah, it certainly does, mate. Um, yeah, I'm just trying to get the um, the, the fixture list. Yes, you, you know, you've got after Southampton, Liverpool away, Man City at home, West Ham away, Chelsea away. Those, that four is a tough four. Very tough. And, and I mean, Forest at home, and then Palace away. I mean, Palace isn't the easiest hunting ground to go no, there either. You know, look, look at the way Wolves played in both fixtures against Palace yeah. last season. They they were by far the second best team. And I think that's factored in. I think that's factored into to a lot of the frustrations because you know they're going to have to play better because they're not going to be drawing games nil nil or one one. They're going to be lo- they're going to be losing games if they're not playing a, a, a lot better than what they are at this moment in time. Um, right, let's let's take some questions and then we'll we'll have a little bit of a quick preview about Southampton. First of all, though. Um, a word from our sponsors, Kettle and Toasterman, kettleandtoasterman.co.uk, your graded product specialist for all sorts of incredible stuff. And I mean incredible. Um, let's have a look. Appliances, kitchen bins, hair care, hair care, Claire, um, for Claire. Uh, toasters, kettles, cookware, tea and coffee. Let's go into the cookware section here. Beautiful, kettleandtoasterman.co.uk. Um, I tell you what, here's more my type of gig type of gig, a set of two champagne glasses, only five pounds, lovely flutes there, let's have a look something for you, a little bit more, uh, Kino, let's try and find it, dishwasher, how about a little dishwasher <laughs> for you, tower compact two, tea and dishwasher, how much, 50, 40, 30, nah, rodders, 20 quid, 
get yourself involved. Um, lots of amazing deals. Kettleandtoasterman.co.uk for all your appliance needs. Also, competitions. Remember, football prizes as seen in 442. Footballprizes.co.uk. Fantastic offers every single week, Wednesday to Wednesday. At this moment in time, I'm going to try and see what's available. How would you like to win, Kino? Thousand quid. Would you like a thousand quid? Thousand quid for you? Mate. A G? You know, I'm, you know I'm a very cheap uh, individual, so a thousand quid will go a long way. And that's what the missus says every week to me. £3.99 for a ticket for £1,000 of tax-free cash. Runner-up £250, £100, £50, £25 spot prizes as well. 7.30pm on Wednesday the 7th of September. £3.99 a ticket. Get yourself involved. Right. Questions, people. Um, I put this question to you about 45 minutes ago. We've got nearly 100 questions, so um, I'll try and pick them out. Here we go. Uh, Kino, pressure on here. How many goals by the end of the season? Well, they got 38 and 38 in the Premier League last year. Uh, so do we just go 39 and be safe? <laughs> um, I'm going to say slightly better. I'm going to go like 43. I think I still going to struggle to get a lot of goals. Um, well, I've got to ask it because of what some of the fans are saying. And look, some of the fans said it last night. So I've got to... I've got to there's some public opinion that, that think it's so. I'm going to um, ask you from your friend, a very special friend, the, the, the man that you blocked, uh, a Mars music show. If results keep going like they are, how long do you think the board will stick with large? Good friend of mine. Um, I, I Yeah, I don't think there's any major concerns at the moment. Um, I don't think they're going to be pulling the trigger particularly quickly. Uh, I don't think it's after Southampton, even if, God forbid, they, they lose on Saturday. Um but you then have to consider how long you give it with some of the fixtures coming up as well. Um, I don't think it happens anytime soon, to be honest. I think they, I think he gets probably a good month and a half. Genuinely, I think he gets that long because they, they've, they've invested in a, in a project here now and they're going to want to make it work. Dave says, do we now have the competition for places Bruno was looking for? Feel centre midfield as it stands is very short. I'm going to add central defence to that too. Yeah, um, he, he has got the competition he's looking for in a lot of positions. And then at the same time as doing that, they've almost shot themselves in the foot a little bit with other positions. So um, he won't be completely happy. No no manager is normally. Normally managers want you know more than they get. And we know how it works with Wolves and it's a committee style in terms of bringing players in. Um, he's not got everything he wants, let's put it that way. Um, but I think with the way Wolves have invested, I think he can be fairly pleased with what he's got. Dan, probably more than fairly please actually if I'm being being fair Dan Spears um, why have we not used the loan market yeah it's an interesting one um, it's it's a it's a difficult question to answer because there's not really any reason why they wouldn't um, I think and they have used it a lot in the past of course don't forget the the right deals have come up on permanent basis uh, for these players um, and they've taken them so it's almost circumstantial really had it been right to take another player on a loan, then they'd have done that. So um, there's no real answer to that question because there's no reason why they wouldn't take a loan. So uh, it just happens that there's not been the right the right deals for, for that market, really. Matthew Scrivens, I had some concerns last season at the start of this season, hasn't helped them. So the question needs to be asked, if, is Raul in a prolonged bad spell or are his powers waning as a result of his injury? Right now, I fear it's the latter, but I hope it's the former. Um, yeah, we all hope it's the former. And I think it is. I think from a footballing point of view, that he's still... The player he was. Um, there's just a lot of hurdles to get over, and I think it's it, it takes time, and that's why he needs to be taken out the the, the spotlight and and given time, and hopefully 
Sasha Klajic uh, will do that. Um, okay, uh, you caught me in a way. I thought it was going to be a longer answer, but I like it. Steve Young says, so do we expect a goal from Donk on January the 2nd? I mean, it's absolutely inevitable, isn't it? I mean, let's let, let, let's not a even box be to box powerhouse. He's 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 taking it from his own box uh, to 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 stop um, one one of Wolves's um, uh, promising attacks that doesn't go anywhere. He's then sprinted, played a little one-two over the top. He's got on the end of it. The, the ball's fallen to the edge of the box. He's curled it in bottom corner. He's given it the badge in front of the Wolves fans. There is absolutely no doubt it's going to happen. Aston Villa one, Wolverhampton Wanderers five. It's a ninetieth minute it's a consolation. <laughs> you, you know what? I would I would take that and him kissing the badge in front of the Wolves fans. Oh, just be on the pitch to be on the pitch. Be hilarious, him. particularly if Wolves win five one. <laughs> um, considering says Sean, considering five five subs are here to stay, why are Wolves making their squad even smaller? Again, it's. Um, if they bring Troy in, then obviously this is Bubakar Troy. Obviously, they're not making it smaller in midfield. Um, obviously, defensively they have done. I think in terms of purely in terms of numbers, they're actually okay if they can bring Bubakar Troy in. I think they're fine because they're keeping Quang. They've got Adama Troy there. They've got Kalajic in now. Um, they'll have the midfielder if they alongside Ronan. Yeah, you can argue perhaps you need another midfielder there instead of Ronan, but he's there in terms of numbers. It's really. For me, it's not really the numbers; it's the the experience, and it's mainly centre back, as we've discussed earlier in the podcast. That uh, is the hit they've taken there, really. But in terms of depth, if they can get Bubakar Traore in, then I think they're okay. If they don't get him in, you, you're struggling to play four through three, to be honest. Stu, have you seen the trailer for Winnie the Pooh: Blood and Honey? Um, I haven't seen the trailer. Oh, I, no, I have seen the trailer. I saw the, saw the trailer quite a while ago now, but I assume it's coming. Very, very soon. Basically, it's a horror Winnie the Pooh. How exciting is that? I love that. I love my little children's classics, but a horror slasher thriller of, of a Winnie the Pooh on the loose. I'm all over that. Kino, you fancy that? Uh, I haven't watched it yet, but I did see the um, some article talking about it. Um, I will watch the trailer for that. It's not really my kind of thing. Those, I know you love that kind of I do. I love, kind I love of a films. horror. I love a horror. Horrors are not for me, if I'm honest. Um, mm. But if you know, if me and you want to cuddle up on for the sofa with some last popcorn, night. Well, yeah, good point. <laughs> Look, if you want to cuddle up on the sofa with me, watch, you know, get some popcorn out, watch Winnie wow. the Pooh. Wow. Let's go in for the it. Mood. I mean, I'll get me get me in the Winnie the Pooh mood, baby. I'll bring my um, I'll bring my flutes from Kettle and Toaster Man. Five pounds. We'll get the champagne going. <sighs> th- Bubble I, bath. I, th- I, th- I thought you were going to say something else for a second. <laughs> oh, oh. It's late. It's late, and it's getting later. Uh, right. I needed to do something, but I've completely forgotten what I was going to do. So let's preview yourself. Oh, that's what I needed to do. Um, Kino, I mean, a disappointing result against Newcastle, but incredibly, incredibly, go. for the first time since you've been in this job, you correctly predicted the score of Wolverhampton Wanderers 1, Newcastle United 1, which means that we are delighted to give a free shirt to... To... Oh, sorry, I thought you were going to give... No, I, I, I've lost. I've lost who it is. It's, it's for you. Come on, two. I mean, it would have been nice if you prepared me for this. Sorry, I don't, I don't have a name. I, don't I have think it name. was Jenny. I think it was Jen. What, Jen um, Lee or something like that. Jen Lee on Twitter. But but Jen never got back to us. What's going no. on? No. We said you won the competition. Or we said you were you were in with a chance to win if it finished one one. No reply. One one comes. Finished. Win. Free shirt of your choice. No reply. What is going on, Jen? What is going on? So I thought we might have to have some kind of a rollover, I think, Liam. Well, if Jen gets in touch, yeah, it's hers. Yeah, she gets the shirt. 
it's it's hers. If she gets in touch, it's hers. Um, if not, if, if not, if not, she's not listening to the podcast. So that that's what happens. There you go. Uh, you that's can't say happens. you can't say fairer than that. I mean, you cannot say fairer than that, right? I'm just happy I got it right. <laughs> you, you, you get a reprieve. Right, very quickly, Southampton at home. I know we're rushing through this, but there's a lot we've also got to get off because we've got a lot more work for the rest of the night. We definitely haven't finished. We've got three or four hours left. So apologies if I'm talking very, very quickly. You can put me on um, 0.5 speed uh, instead of 1.25 or 2 if you ever listen to that. I was listen- Why do you listen to podcasts on, Liam? What speed? Just regular? Just play-by-play oh, yeah. play one? Always on regular, yeah. And times one else. and a quarter, mate. If you've got an hour podcast, to get it in in that 45 minutes will do me. It's not, it's not a bad idea, but I feel like it would put me off. Okay, okay, you get used speed. to it after a while. You get used to it after a while. Um, right, Southampton. Look, they had a terrible result, didn't they? Uh, beating, beating Chelsea 2-1. Goodness me. Um, so they're <laughs> going to be absolutely on fire. Um, but this is a game, and I keep on saying it, and I feel like a broken record, but Wolverhampton Wanderers should win this game. If they play well, Wolverhampton Wanderers should quite simply beat Southampton at home. How do they do it and can they do it, Lee? Well, they definitely can do it. How do they do it and how do you see Bruno and what team do you think he'll pick on Saturday after Wednesday night? Yeah, well, if you look at Southampton, uh, as you say, great result against uh, against Chelsea. Uh, their squad's a bit of a strange one because you, you look at it on paper and it doesn't scream out of, you know, a, a uh, massively depth and uh, and quality. Um but I think Hassan Uttal, um albeit there's been a couple of big losses he's had, I think he, he has them pretty well drilled. I think he's a decent manager. And um, and he makes them hard to play against. And he, and they're quite intense. Um, what will happen is they're also quite open at times. Uh, they're quite expansive. And if Wolves can uh, certainly look after the ball well and I would imagine counter them, them well uh, at home, then they, they can have a lot of joy here. But they have to be a lot quicker out of the blocks Talk about the wide players again. Don't slow the ball down and let them get back into their defensive shape, particularly when you're countering. You, you've got to you've got to go for the jugular in, in those uh, those scenarios. But they do have some very good individual players. I think Che Adams works very hard um, and, and has got a goal in him. Ward Prowse I think is a very good player. Armstrong has got a goal in him as well. Um, oh, I remember Ward Prowse got one of the goals I've seen at Molde, I mean, I think. my word, it was an unbelievable mm-hmm. free kick. So yeah, he's an excellent player, I think. So um, and they are making. In some ways, it's actually a good time to play them because they are making several signings today that won't be available to play. Uh, wait, wait a second. No, they will be available to play. I've just realised it's Thursday. I thought it was Friday. <laughs> oh, God, he's absolutely gone. Mate, get honestly, that man some coffee. Give me a, give me a glass right now. Oh, well, I'm okay. Um, okay, well, scratch that. They're signing uh, Ainsley <laughs> Make the Niles. They're signing, they're signing Coletta Carr, who uh, was a defender linked with, with Wolves last season. Um, they've got one or two others off the top of my head, I can't remember. But um, So, potentially, they're going to be... Uh, it's not a good time to play them potentially because they're going to have a few extra players in there. Bodies, uh, but, yeah, but you don't expect too many to be starting. Do no, you? no, exactly. I think it's the same situation with Klajic at Wolves in that you know players do need a little bit of time to to get ready and how much training opportunities they're going to have to 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 get ready to to start at Monio. I think is um, very few and far between to be honest. But uh, look, they're certainly no mugs at Southampton. To put it that way, they're, and then they're known for making a good start and then tailing off towards the back end of the season. So. Um, they've certainly made a you know a pretty decent start so far, and I think um, they're they're going to offer a, a threat certainly. But Wolves have to have to, as I say, probably counter them because they're going to be quite intense Southampton. and they're going to want to get on the ball and they're going to want to make things happen. If Wolves can can get at them, uh, particularly out wide, there's a lot of joy to be had there. Um, 
And I for, for personally would play 4-2-3-1. And I think Daniel Pedetz has to play. He was the best player, a uh, forward player, when he came on uh, against Bournemouth for 20 minutes. And I think he has to start. Um, even if that means not playing Nunes in a two um, or playing Nunes and dropping Matinho, whatever it might be, I think Pedetz has to come in. Um, I would also be tempted to drop Neto, um, to be honest, because I thought that performance against Bournemouth was borderline criminal. Um, but, and as we say, Bruno can only go so far, so, so long, you know, having trust in the same players that are currently letting him down. But equally, who does he bring in? Huang's not been quite at it. Troy hasn't either. He's got big decisions to make. Uh, and as I said, I think Kalidic will probably be on the bench. So, uh, a lot of decisions to make, but Wolves should go in there with the confidence of we should be winning this game, which you just said, because they are more than good enough to do it. Yeah, they should. Um, Formation-wise and team-wise, what do you think he does? Yeah, I think he goes 4-2-3-1. Um, I'm going to go Saar, uh, Semedo, Collins, Kilman, Aitnori. I think Johnny drops to the bench. Um, I'm going to say Neves, Nunes, Matinho drops to the bench. And I think he sticks with Neto and Guedes on the wings and then Pedence in behind Raul Jimenez. I think Kalajic stays, uh, starts on the bench. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I, I would concur with that. I hope he does that. Um, score, I'm going to say... So, obviously, you get it. You get three weeks now because you've got uh, you definitely hit one. So, I'm going to say Wolverhampton Wanderers 2. They go 2-0 up in this game, but nervy Southampton get one back and it's a little bit frantic at the end, but I'm going to say they hang on for the first win of the season. Wolverhampton Wanderers 2, Southampton 1. I'm similar to you, but not with the same scoreline, but in terms of the, the way it's going to happen. I think they'll scrape through. It won't be convincing, but it won't be poor. But I think they're going to find that first win. I'm going to go 1-0. 1-0. 1-0 again. Wolverhampton Wanderers. Oh, I hope so, mate. I hope so. And I hope, Liam, uh, saved it till the end, so hopefully some people have uh, stopped listening, that um, we'll be celebrating uh, afterwards because we're going for a little drink after the game. You haven't forgotten. Uh, I know some of you who have been DMing me have definitely not forgotten. Uh, so I, I did say if they signed Matthias Nunes I would buy uh, my, our friends our podcast listeners in the Hogshead a, a little beer a little a little light a little beverage so uh, Liam how long do we take to finish our, our work between an hour and a half and two hours would you say <laughs> I'm so glad that you remembered because I forgot about this I'm so glad I'm a man of my word I'm no, a man I, you know of what? my word fair play to you because I'd have definitely worn my way out of this in one way or another um, <laughs> fair play um, yeah, so what the, the game will be over by it's a three o'clock kickoff, isn't it? So it'll be yeah, over so let's by say five ten, to, ten to five, five-ish, yeah, yeah. seven-ish um, probably. Yeah, I would maybe say a about yeah. Oh no, I'd say about seven-ish because may, yeah. maybe slightly early. But I'm gonna. Seven, uh, I mean, that's a, a small peek behind the curtain here. Uh, I'm gonna try and do the the mix zone rather than Bruno's presser because unfortunately I can't be in two places at once. You cannot. Um, so I'm gonna try and do that instead of the presser. So that, yeah, that normally adds on, normally adds on a little yeah. bit of time. So let's say. Seven is to be safe, but probably slightly earlier. And we're going to what's it called again? The Hogshead. 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 So we'll be there. We'll walk in. We're, we'll definitely won't be at the front, but we'll be we'll be in a little corner somewhere <laughs> um, at the bar. We'll be, and uh, I know there's a few people going to be in there. So look, let's keep it into our to our little podcast harem because this the, you are the special people. You've earned it. You're the ones who are going to be there. Um, quite happy. We'll obviously get you a drink in and uh, we'll have a little bit of a chat about wolves and uh, we'll stay for about forty five seconds. Uh, so. Uh, <laughs> No, but uh, it should be fun. It should be fun. So it'll be nice to meet everybody, and uh, yeah, hopefully it's not hopefully it's not a crazy build. But uh, it'll be lovely to see everyone. And look, you guys are family, so it's always a pleasure to to meet you all. If you haven't done the live podcast, it's nice to to have a drink with with a few of you, and hopefully celebrating a win 
on Saturday. Liam, you've got a lot to do. We've got a lot to do tonight, but um, thanks for coming on. Thanks for spending an hour with us. Um, hope you've enjoyed our deadline day coverage. We'll see you all on Saturday. From me, from Liam, have a great weekend. Take care. Bye-bye. <laughs>